Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. everyone it's Simon here from Sterling Coaching and welcome to another podcast episode in which today I'm joined by Liz Hamlet the success spark and Liz in her bio describes herself as an internationally known coach business mentor speaker and podcaster Liz is the founder of Spark Succeed Coaching and Consulting and helps you get laser focused on your career and your business I'm very pleased that Liz has joined us today because she does speak at events and global communities on success, entrepreneurship, leadership, and the power of finding your true calling. Uh, Liz, and I know we're going to see this later on, is passionate about helping budding entrepreneurs get their business dream launched. And she founded Spark Succeed after making the leap herself from employee to entrepreneur. And it's always slightly worrying, listeners, when you have a fellow podcaster on as well. So Liz hosts the How to Spark Success podcast, and she also uh, hosts the Lockdown and Then What podcast, which is an interactive podcast, uh, which obviously is recorded with a, a live audience. So glad to have you with us today, Liz. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. And it's, you know, it's so nice to be on the other seat as well and just give a chance to sort of have a free reign of chat. So uh, beware. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no judgment, Simon, with your podcast in hosting at all. Yeah. I'm just delighted to be um, a guest on the show. Yeah. The fact that you just said that has already put me on the back foot straight <laughs> away. So, <laughs> so tell That's the good. listeners a little bit about that backstory because obviously as you said there you made that leap from employee to entrepreneur just give us a little bit of a backstory of what led you to being a coach yeah so um I qualified as a coach probably about 17 years ago and at that point it was sort of very much just a sort of personal interest piece um I'd actually done the course um I think it was an adult adult education just a day course and the instructor mentioned that she run you know coaching qualifications and I thought you know that just sounds really interesting I'm quite interested in how people tick um and um you know also to you know for my own um personal development as well so um I did the qualification then um, and ended up, um, you know, developing my career um, in my corporate career. So I was um, taking on sort of bigger responsibility, bigger teams. And my last corporate role, um, I was in one of the big um, housing associations and I was responsible for 100 staff and, you know, multi-million pound budgets. And, you know, I was using those coaching skills within my sort of leadership Um, And I also ended up doing quite a lot of sort of voluntary mentoring. Um, So either people that would approach me in-house or, you know, within the sector to, um, you know, really wanted to support, you know, women, um, BAME um, communities to sort of move up within their their career, really. So um, it sort of developed naturally. And I think I... I ended up falling... Often with careers, you end up falling into things you never quite um sure you know that was an option um and and your story is very very similar to mine because I know 
uh, you know, I, I likewise did my coaching qualifications at a very young age. I think I was 21, perhaps, because I was wow. suddenly given yeah. a team to manage. And I thought, I've got to learn how to manage these people. I've got to learn how to get the best out of people. So I probably did my coaching qualifications, I want to say, over 20 years before I actually became a coach, purely because I needed them for the workplace. Uh, yeah. So it's a very, very similar, very, very similar journey. Yeah, definitely. And I think that shift from, you know, being an employee to being a manager to being sort of senior leader is is huge in terms of, you know, those people skills that you need, um, the mindset shifts that are required, you know, and I've gone from sort of being a first line manager to, you know, um, a head of service to a director. um, And, you know, each position you're sort of it it does require very different sort of influencing skills or you know how you support your staff so yeah that's quite um interesting and I've also moved between sectors so um I've worked in investment banking I've um, when I came out of uni I um, went into the travel sector as well so um you know very different ethoses um as you can imagine the investment banking was very different from you know when I moved into social housing (laughs) Um, you know a different pace if nothing else totally and and also you know um the sort of people slightly different people skills and you know like the focus um in supporting the team or just you know delivery and sort of output um was very different so I'm you know I'm really grateful to have those um experiences in very different environments and I think that all as you know yourself being a Mm. coach and a, a sort of previous manager um that you know that all brings to what you bring to your business now yeah yeah absolutely just before we talk about what we're drinking I just want to ask another question because I mentioned you've got your podcast lockdown and then what yeah Uh, how long has that podcast been going and how's that process of having a podcast been for you because I know quite a few of the listeners perhaps you know are avid podcast listeners and and, I'd love people to check out your podcast of course but some of them might also be thinking this is something they want to do. This is something, mm. a journey they want to go on. Yeah. So yeah. how long has that been going? Tell us a little bit of background behind that particular podcast. Yeah. So the Lockdown and Then What podcast is one that I co-host um, with. My co-host is Jose Ucar. He's um, a TEDx speaker, public um, speaking coach. Okay. And we actually met through a networking event and got chatting. I think we booked a sort of virtual coffee after that and, we were just, you know, seemed to sort of click in terms of our ethos and, you know, our where we were with our businesses and how we wanted to sort of share and support other people. And the podcast idea came about really from that first um, first virtual coffee that we had and when we were chatting. Um, and being the same sort of person as me is when there's an idea there, you know, like, you know, hitting the ground running, we, we pretty much had it up and running within a week or two. Um, and we decided um, the lockdown and then what podcast was the whole concept behind that was it was at the very start I think it was in the first month or two of lockdown and people were feeling very like blown by um, the lockdown and the impact it had on their businesses you know and the fact that a lot of custom and clients were being taken away Um, And we wanted to show that, you know, a lot of your success really, you know, it's 80% plus of your success is down to mindset. So, you know, we wanted to do a podcast and actually we recorded that with a live audience to our 
to our apparel because as you what, know what do you, what never... do you mean but what do you mean by live audience because I mean, obviously we're talking well, live now they were virtually live um yeah. so but you we actually was... had other people yeah audience oh, so we right, tended wow. um each one apart from the first one where it was just us we would have a guest speaker and yeah. we would invite people um to join us in our audience and they would be submitting questions throughout the show so it was like a live radio oh, show okay. basically yeah. um and you know it was you know quite fast paced we were never quite yeah. sure what questions were going to come up and there were some fantastic questions and i think that's the benefit of having all these different brains yeah. in the room really um and um yeah we carried on that through so we've had you know um uh sort of international boxers we've had um personal trainers that train the royal family we've had um you know linkedin former linkediners um who are now sort of telling the secrets of linkedin so you know we tried to make our guests very varied um And yeah, and sort of since that was launched, um, I thought, I think you get the, you know, you might know, but you know, you get the podcast bug. You do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I, since we launched that lockdown, I then thought I'd, you know, I'd really love a slightly different focus to launch my own podcast show. So um, that's when I launched um, How to Spark Success. And I yep. think I'm sort of, I've recorded about 42 episodes now. So um okay. And I have sort of global leaders and people doing really amazing things and people for me that I have very interesting stories. And I yeah. um, talk to them a bit like yourself with this um, podcast. I talk to them about their sort of success secrets yeah, yeah. and, you know, their journeys, which are twists and turns often, which I, you know, is the ones I found really interesting. And that makes every podcast unique as well, doesn't it? Because if you're yeah. asking that, you know, as you know, I'm sure there's some people who do great podcasts where they just ask questions and just get answers. Yep. But the, the issue with that is it becomes very monotonous, doesn't it? Because you yep. get very similar answers. But as soon as you start getting people telling stories, yep. every story is that uniqueness, isn't it? Everybody has yep. had a different journey. We might have started at the same place. We might even end up at the same place. But how we got there is very unique. So, uh, yeah, yeah so great. definitely. So listeners, yeah, check out those two podcasts, How to Spark Success. Yep. and lockdown and then what and uh, i can actually hear my parrot squawking in the background so let's get up i just she wants to hear about the mug oh good so, so yes. Liz, uh, <laughs> tell us about what you're drinking and tell us a little bit about the mug that you've got there yeah so you won't be able to see but i've got the most fabulous cockatoo mug um yeah. i thought you know i'm on a lot of um, meetings on zoom and you know online and i just thought you know what why do we need to be very professional you know and I wanted to inject a bit of fun so I've got this amazing cockatoo mug that's actually just like from George um at Asda so have a look on their website they have some amazing character mugs um but you know I like a good mug of tea a good sized mug (laughs) um because I drink a lot of tea as we were talking about earlier um and it's just fantastic and it always is a bit of a conversation starter as we were with Simon (laughs) yeah 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 and you know the one that you've got there just to describe it is either a lemon crested or a sulfur crested cockatoo so it's a white cockatoo with a lemon crest which you know (laughs) as as we started when we first chatted yeah I I used to have a salmon crested cockatoo uh, or mullican cockatoo and now I've got a great uh, you know an amazing uh, green wing McCall called TJ <laughs> who you might occasionally hear if you listen to other podcasts you might hear her squawking she's in the other room she's got her own Excellent. room in the house so uh, <laughs> she's probably out on the gym at the moment uh, doing some exercise 
Oh, uh, lovely. And I the mean, listeners I must... are probably thinking, Jim, well, yeah, she actually has got her own room with her own cage. She comes out <laughs> the cage and she has her own gym where she can work out and she can pull things and tug things and... Yeah, she, she's. I think uh, this is a podcast great. episode of its own. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> and you know the cockatoo mug. You know, it also reminds me we went to um, on honeymoon um, to Australia, and you know, I remember when we arrived in the hotel room, there was like two cockatoos on the balcony, and we thought, "Wow! Oh my God! Wow! You know, this is yeah. amazing!" And taking pictures with it, and, and then we realised they were like the pests of. <laughs> And coming into your room and eating the crackers and different things. So um, it always just reminds me of that sort of cheeky side. And I think that's the energy that I try and bring to my work and as well. And just tell us about what it is you're drinking. You've mentioned tea. You know, give us a little bit more detail about the tea that you're drinking. Well, yeah, I mean, today I'm drinking, um, it is actually decaf tea. So it's probably the worst drink to be drinking for a coffee podcast. <laughs> well, we'll let you off. Uh, but as I mentioned before, I'm trying to cut down on my um, caffeine and, you know, I thought I'd be a bit of a renegade guest um, today. Yeah. I know you've had someone that um, had something slightly stronger than coffee for one of your um, episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't be a good scotch for a podcast. Exactly. I don't think I could stomach the scotch <laughs> no. at, at any time of the day. Um, but, I, you know, I would say that I do like um coffee um as well i mean tea tends to be my drink of choice when i'm working but um it's got to be um either an iced coffee um or um a coffee that i mentioned to you when we spoke before which is um dalgona coffee which is i can't remember where it's from i think it's from like korea or somewhere but it's like effectively whipped coffee so you end up with um like oat milk or normal milk on the bottom and like this amazing like whipped like sweet um coffee on the top so um if and you google and you it sent the recipe for that as well haven't you, I so, sent you yeah, the recipe. Thank you. yeah i've seen it yeah, yeah i haven't tried it yet but I've, it's I've a bit naughty because it's got quite a lot of um sugar in but you yeah. know if you want something a bit different if you google dalgona coffee um or whipped coffee that that's that's yeah. what i love <laughs> fabulous and when you have your tea how do you take it i always have to ask the question is it is it milk is it cream is it Almond milk, you know, people take it in so many different ways. I have uh, skimmed milk. I mean, it's sounding extremely boring here, but I always say I found a good meme that said the perfect cup of tea is the colour of He-Man. If you remember the animated yeah, He-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's exactly what colour my tea is. So. Well, uh, yeah, and, and I can picture that colour. I'm sure the listeners can as well. <laughs> yes. And that is that is a colour I like my tea. You know, uh, Angela, my wife, she's a complete opposite. She likes it to be oh. white and pale. <laughs> and show it the tea bag from the other side of the room, and that's good enough. But uh, no, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Probably slightly darker than Heman, possibly. But yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a good gauge. I think that's a good. Gauge. Yes, you know the colour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, tell us a little bit about your own business first of all, and tell us what you've worked on and what's been something significant that you've either developed or worked on or evolved in your own business. Yeah, so um, I founded. Interestingly, I launched spark succeed which is my coaching and consulting business the first week of lockdown <laughs> really and i remember a lot of a few people did say to me Are you sure you know sure you don't want to delay and i thought no actually but you know for me i know that a lot of service industries and you know hospitality they were sort of seeing a huge impact but I, my um service delivery offer was always um you know largely online anyway yep. um and i think I've used this time as an opportunity to I'm now networking 
you know, without borders, you know, internationally. Um, yeah. Whereas I think perhaps if the lockdown hadn't happened, I might have been doing a lot more in London or, you know, local to me in Kent. Um, so, you know, actually it's opened my blink, you know, taking the blinkers off in terms of, yeah. you know, who I can network with, who is on my podcast. So I've got a very international podcast guest. Um, I mean, this morning I had an American living in France um, on the podcast and I've had Australia and I've got a New Zealander coming up. So, um, you know, I think that for me has really opened the uh, my eyes. But in terms of um, what I do, so basically um, I help leaders to lead better. So, you know, I'm really helping them to get laser focused and, you know, really leveraging their skills that they've got already, le- leveraging that success Um And part of my business model is um, how I work with um, organizations and leaders is to help them to sort of spark possibility, to spark motivation and spark momentum. So I've found that those are the sort of challenge areas that they find um, either when they're, you know, moving into new roles or, you know, um, in a transformation situation in an organization um, where there's some sort of people challenges effectively. Um, And I so I work on one on one. I do corporate coaching one on one with leaders, um, managers, um, and I also work, um, do some corporate um, consulting work. So at the moment, I'm working with Fujifilm and I'm supporting their HR division to roll out big sort of HR rollout of new policies and um, sort of training. So I've been doing some training videos with them um, to roll out to their um, their employees. Um, And I just like you know, one of the things I love, and I'm sure you'll find with your coaching work is just that fle- flexibility and different yeah, things sure. that you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so for those that are thinking, okay, launched beginning of lockdown, for many coaches and consultants, and we've had a lot as, uh, as guests on this podcast, uh, yeah. and, you know, and I work with lots of coaches as well, that the most difficult thing is getting clients. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have either done really well during lockdown because people have come to them and have, have swarmed to them or they've had a complete sort of dryness of, of leads and you know not being able to draw people at all to them what what would you say has been a success for you in generating those leads because I know a lot of the listeners yeah. that's going to be something they struggle with as well and it doesn't matter whether you're a coach or business owner getting yeah. that those leads particularly in these difficult times of lockdown yeah, uh, has been quite a significant shift in the way people have had to do it. What what's worked for you? Yeah, I think part of that is sort of consistency and sort of visibility. So yeah. um, a lot of what my focus was in that first year was very much around that sort of thought leadership, um, that providing value and free yeah. value and really showing up. So I I do a lot on um, LinkedIn, yeah. and that's how we we met. So. Yeah. Um, I make sure that I'm, you know, consistently present um, and that I'm actively, um, you know, responding if anyone is engaging with my um, content. Um, And actually, that's one of the things, um, a sort of a really key impactful thing is I don't ever sort of prospect just, you know, where you get connected to someone on LinkedIn straight away, they're in with a sales message. Do you need a virtual VA? I was like, not... (laughs) I'm sure that may work for the odd, but, you know, it's just you've not warmed up, you know, and why would I work with you? I've never worked with you. Um, But actually, those people that are engaging with your content um, on LinkedIn, your posts and articles and, you know, photos and commentary, 
are already they already know about you they know a bit about what you talk yeah. about and so effectively they're your sort of warm leads so yeah. really making sure that you follow up and uh, you know send a message to them along the lines of you know thank you so much for engaging with my post on vulnerability um you know i really appreciate your support and um you know um thank you for you know thank you for that and if there's anything i can do to support you um or introduce you to anyone in my circle um, then please let me know and actually I've had some great um, you know feedback even if people at that point aren't ready to work with you um, it's been helpful for just getting feedback on how people find your content (laughs) and you are I mean I've I've not been a fan of LinkedIn in the past and I'm certainly Mm -hmm. using it more and more uh, and doing more campaigns on LinkedIn but like you you I've done some real rants about LinkedIn because you know I have this motto that you know I wouldn't ask anybody to marry me on the first date. So why would you, as soon as you say, hi, Simon, yeah, will you marry me? Will you jump you know, into a business relationship with me and buy my product? Yeah. No. Yeah. And what I found really frustrating is people don't just say it in a very quick message. They send you this huge... Well, Watch obviously, this video. Like, yeah, these links. Click on these links. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an enormous amount of content. I think I wouldn't read that even if I knew you. Uh, and I think that engagement... <laughs> You know, sometimes yeah. I just want somebody to say, how are you? Yeah. Like you say, thanks. Thanks for yeah. liking that. Show that you yeah. are a real person, not just a bot. Even if you are, yeah. you know, I mean, a lot of the messages I send out are actually um, typed up and I paste them in. Yeah. Yeah. I paste them in because of quickness of typing. Yeah. And then I make them more specific to the person. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's so annoying, isn't it? When people just jump straight in. Yeah. As I say, yeah. will you marry me? And I, I have a standard reply. Yeah, yeah, please get to know me before you ask me to marry you. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I'm really like strong on that, like make sure it's personal because yeah. um, someone actually contacted me this week um, who's obviously in a bit of a desperate situation where they're working at the moment and just obviously did a copy and paste. Hello, I really love what you're doing. It looks fun or great yeah. or something. Um, I'd love to work for you if you've um, got any vacancies. Um, and I ended up um, actually replying back and just saying, um, you know, just, you know, so I'm not, you know, not getting any vacancies, but what's the reason you are looking? Um, and they said, basically, they're a bit desperate situation and really didn't feel appreciated. And I, I ended up providing them with a bit of, you know, just free advice about how I could help them. And here's some information you might find useful. Um, and, you know, they really valued that. But, you know, and yeah. one of the recommendations I said was, you know, make this personal. Why would, you know, it doesn't look like you've even looked at my profile or <laughs> yeah yeah show some anything. interest yeah. so you know make sure it is personal um and I think that makes such a difference and the other thing I am using on LinkedIn which has been super um popular and successful is leaving a voice note rather than a text ah, okay. message right. yeah, yeah. um because you can do it really quickly almost quicker than you know leave 30 seconds you know I was really yeah. interested in your post on this or thank you so much for your uh, message and, you know, that's been really because that straight away that just shows that someone's taken a bit of time to make yeah. sure it's personalized um, yeah. to you. So um, that's a quick win. Yeah, good. Um, do, do, no, you can do that on LinkedIn. It's not, not something I've looked at. So there yeah, you go. if you just go on, um, I think it's probably on the mobile app. Yeah. Um, but yeah. if you go on the uh, message in there, there's a little sort of uh, microphone and you right. just press and hold right. and re- record a message. 
Sounds good. One of the other things, listeners, that I do as well, if somebody, and you get, we all get these messages that say, you know, I love what you're doing in your industry and I'd yeah. love to connect. When yeah. I get something like that straight away, my response is, what is it you love? And that's all I do. What is it you love? And very often <laughs> you then just get ghosted because yeah. you know that it's not a real person and they really have, they don't know how to answer it because they haven't looked. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said there about, yeah, oh, I see what you're doing is fun. Great. Which part of it is fun? Yeah. What do you find fun? Yeah. And they don't know how to respond because they've not looked. No. And, and I, I, I did do a sort of an automated connection with somebody once mm. and she messaged me back saying, uh, you know, uh, I find these unsolicited connection requests mm. really awkward. Uh, why have you said that you want to connect with me? Yeah. And I just replied back saying, yeah, I saw on your profile, you're a great uh, mom, an entrepreneur. And yeah. by the way, how are you two kids? And I named both of the kids. Yeah. And she replied back saying, wow, you are the first person ever mm. to ask how my children are. Yeah. And know their names. So yeah. I clearly shown, but and I'd read a profile. Yeah. And yeah. You know, it makes a huge difference. So uh, great. So how, how have things been uh, for you recently then? How's the, you know, you started your business uh, as a coach in you know, the beginning of lockdown. How's yeah. it working out, Mo? Is, is there anything else that has changed or is there anything um, that you can think of that uh, has been a, a significant shift that perhaps you've done later rather than earlier? Yeah, I mean, um, I always knew that I wanted to do more sort of corporate work rather than one-on-one -on -one, um, work, so sort of consultancy or um, coaching. Yeah. Um, but I sort of, I've really upped to gear recently. And I, I see my sort of year, part of year one is really sort of that paving the way, you know, raising your profile, making people aware, you know, that you're on their radar for yeah. coaching or for, you know, leadership. Um, so a lot of that was sort of, paving the way and you know it was a difficult year <laughs> to yeah, start yeah, definitely but you know um everything I was doing was sort of trying to build that brand so you know making sure that how to spark success is branded linked to spark succeed yeah. um and that everything that I was doing was sort of linking through and I had sort of some key themes that I was talking about which is mindset you know leadership I talk a lot about the switch from employee to entrepreneur because it's something yeah. that I've done <laughs> yeah. I think you should always try and talk about an experience that you've you've been through yourself um but actually this year, um, already this financial year, in the first two months, I've earned more than the whole of last year right. <laughs> in, in that yeah. time. Yeah. So, you know, I do see that as sort of, you know, people not expecting overnight success. So, mm -hmm. you know, pay, you know, what is paving the way to, you know, when things start to pick up. Um, yeah. And, you know, we have, we've all had a very challenging year it's been very yeah. odd you know people have been very nervous about you know losing their corporate roles um and actually what I have seen on the flip side of that I've seen a lot of corporate leaders come into me because they've had time during lockdown to really think sure. about um their career and where they see themselves in the next one to five years and it may not be in the company that they're at <laughs> I, I mean, I'm intrigued by something I'm reading in your in your bio that's in front of me here on the screen and something yeah. you just said there, because in your bio, it says, stop being so modest yeah. and become your own cheerleader. Yeah. And I think that ties in with what you've just said there, that, you know, we very often we do things and we do expect those instant results and we yeah. do 
affect things. And we're very much in a society where everybody everywhere is saying, you know, do this in 30 days, achieve this in seven days. You know, I remember the old yeah. uh, you know, washboard abs in six days type thing. You know, <laughs> I've got the sit-up bench. It still doesn't give me the washboard abs. And I've had it for about 20 years. But I think it's important that I love the word, the word you use there, cheerleader, because a cheerleader doesn't just start cheering when something goes right. They start cheering the team on mm-hmm. right at the beginning. As soon as the game starts, I know we've been very sort of American here from that point of view, but as soon yeah. as the game starts, the cheerleaders are, are really egging people on, aren't they? You know, yeah. They're motivating people. And I think it's important what you said there because we need to do that in our own businesses, don't we? No matter what we're facing, no matter how the progress is going, we need to be that own cheerleader. Yeah. What Definitely. else would you say about being your own cheerleader? Because very mm. often it's people around us aren't good cheerleaders, are they? How, how do we need to be our own cheerleader? I'm just intrigued what you take on. Yeah, I mean, taking us back a step, um, I've been doing a lot of content and actually I did a masterclass last week outside in yeah. real life in, with real people, not on Zoom. So it was amazing. But, you know, I was talking around why modesty is hurting your career. Um, you know, and that's quite a bold um, step to um, bold um, conversation to have. But um, I'm finding that a lot of people, and I don't know whether it's partly the sort of English mentality um, of being sort of very humble and, you know, not talking about your achievements and sort of if you are a leader, making sure that it's all about the team and, you know, actually... Yeah you know, a conversation I had with some quite senior leaders last week was, you know, they were saying, well, I do a lot of promotion and I talk about the team and I'll, I'll say, oh, it's not what, um, you know, it's not what I've uh, um, achieved. You know, I didn't really do much. It's what the team has achieved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they wouldn't have achieved that without you as a, in the sort of um, leadership role. Um, yeah. And actually, you know, um, in order to get recognition, you really need to sell yourself and that sort of managing that message upwards. Um, and, you know, actually being modest can be seen as a problem with you seeing your own value, um, you know, because you're saying, well, it's not me, it's someone yeah. else. So, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I think, you know, the issue about being your own cheerleader, and that's quite a nice way of thinking it, I, you know, no one's going to be cheered on (laughs) as much as you'd perhaps like. Um, But, you know, why can't you do that for yourself? So, you know, um, I've talked about making sure that you do treat yourself and celebrate those wins wins, and exactly what you were saying, not just waiting for that big win or like the end of the game, you know, celebrating each step. So, right, I've registered my company you know great that's a big win (laughs) you know the next step is I've opened a business bank account you know the next step is you know I've um, got some branding together for and a a company name you know so making sure you sort of celebrate the small steps and that might be a nice big cup of coffee (laughs) yeah cream cake a bit of cake or it might be some wine or a glass of whiskey or you know a spa treatment but making sure you celebrate those wins um and also surrounding yourself with inspiration. So, you know, they always say misery breeds misery. So, you know, who are you surrounding yourself with? And that's not just in person. That's also about, you know, who are you exposing um, yourself to in terms of content um, online? Yeah. So, you know, really taking off anyone that just makes you feel less, less yeah. a, of a person. Um, and, you know, we all, 
you know, there can be that temptation to follow these super successful people, but make sure you're sort of mix it in with people that are, you know, just, you know, maybe 18 months ahead of yourself, those real mentors um, online and in person. Sometimes that gap can be too big, can't it? And yes. people can think, I'm just so far off. And they get yeah. demoralized by the fact that that gap is too big and it doesn't seem yeah. to be closing. Because that person is probably, what you never realize is when you see these people, when yeah. you actually get to talk to them, there is a huge amount of effort and team yeah. behind them. And they're, they're accelerating at a pace that you can't keep up with because they've got so much behind them. Yeah, and definitely. That's taken them years, decades to build that, hasn't it? Yeah. And, you know, a big thing to work on is that mindset piece. So, you know, the amazing Tony Robbins, and I've actually got someone on my podcast, as we mentioned, who set up a business with Tony Robbins. Um, He states that sort of in any situation in work or um, business or life, um, 80 percent of your success is linked to psychology. So that's your mindset, your beliefs, your values. Um, and only 20% is actually related to strategy. So, you know, really that should be a bit of an inspiration of, you know, if you can change your mindset, yeah, <laughs> what can yeah. you achieve? Uh, and listeners, uh, just to finish this off, uh, and I think it's really important, we'll we'll find out more about how to connect with you in a second. But yeah, because yeah. I, I was intrigued by what you put in there mm. because I had a client many years ago and they were amazing at what they did. I mean, I, I yeah. first met them because they repaired a hole in a leather seat that I got in a in a jeep and wow. this hole was like four inch diameter and they yeah. said yeah we can fix that you won't even notice it and I was like but somebody's dog has eaten the seat before <laughs> I had it yeah that can never be repaired you just got duct tape over it when we yeah. bought it and they repaired it and they were amazing and I said you do such a great job you ought to be telling everybody about this yeah well we don't like to brag we don't mm. and I said do you know what if if you can't be the person that says how great you are yeah how do you expect other people to do that? And I think yeah, it is so important that, you know, listeners, you do become your own cheerleaders because yeah. if you won't do it, yes, you might get some great testimonials, but the most important piece person to do this is you. Yep, definitely. You, you, you know, it's not about being cocky and, you know, mm. being, yeah, it's just about having the confidence to say, you know, yeah, I do great stuff. Yeah. Be proud and of it's it about- be your own cheerleader. And where you seek your validation from. So, you know, the whole time you're seeking external validation, that's out of your control. You're never really sure, unless you're someone that goes around and actively asks for compliments, which there are some people. But, you know, if you've got that um, inner validation that you know that, you know, you can celebrate your wins and, you know, you know that you're moving in the right direction, that's something you've got control over. And that's something that's always with you. Um, you know, even if you have some wobbles, there are some techniques that you can use to sort of get that um, cheerleader back sat on your shoulder or, you know, <laughs> giving you a pat on the back. But, but don't you find this, you know, I think you know, a lot of listeners all identify with this. When you're not the person who's, you know, cheering yourself on, you're also probably not the person that's going out and getting that external validation because the reason you're not cheering yourself on is because you don't feel confident yeah. in what you're doing. And because yeah. of that, you then don't feel confident in asking for feedback because you're frightened of what people will say. So yeah. you end up in this downward spiral. Like you say, the mindset really grabs hold of you and paralyzes you. So, you know, the first way of escaping that is to become your own cheerleader. And I love yeah. the way you said that in there. So before we go on to a couple more uh, sort of questions, just explain to the listeners how they can connect with you and how they can get your content. We've talked about the podcast, the How to Spark Success podcast. Tell the listeners how else they can connect with you. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, on all the plat- podcast platforms and on YouTube, you can find um, the whole series of How to Spark Success. So just have a look on your, um, you know, favorite platform and you'll find me there. Yep. And um, I'm very active on LinkedIn. It's probably one of my most active platforms. So if you search for Liz Hamlet and you'll see me come up on the list, it says Liz Hamlet, the success spark. And you'll see a very bright picture of me yep. um, that hopefully will catch your eye and you will realize that that's me. So please do, you know, follow, connect. Um, would love to hear from you and how also how you found the podcast today. Yeah. Um, and, and, and find, like you've got you've got your you've got your website as well, haven't you? So that's yep. sparksucceed.co.uk. Yep. Sparksucceed.co.uk. On there you can book in um if you want to work together, you can book in a free consultation call with me. Right. Um I've got some slots now and in um January, um ava- uh, January. I'm not that busy quite yet. Yeah. <laughs> July. Yeah. Um, available. Um, and also if you're on Instagram, I do a lot of content um under the Spark Succeed um uh profile, which is at spark.succeed on Instagram. Um so yeah, please do um follow and I'd love to hear from you. So the primary place that people can find you obviously is the website. Yep. LinkedIn is is your sort of the primary platform there. yeah you're I'm I'm normally you know most days you'll see comment uh, content from me uh, and I put my videos on there the sort of um commentary videos and tips yeah. and how to's um and also podcast episodes go on there as well and and one thing I'll say listeners you know looking at uh, Liz and the mug looking at the the bio <laughs> that she sent one thing I can absolutely tell you you will see bright colors there are yeah. lots of you won't miss Liz if you if you get anywhere close to finding on any platform you'll recognize it because it has the bright colors it has yeah. the you know that real energy to it so uh yeah great great to, <laughs> to know that yeah bring your sunglasses <laughs> bring your sunglasses yeah definitely so if you could give the listeners one tip one thing to take away you've obviously given us quite a few things already but if there's something that you would like to share that people can do something with after listening listening to this podcast what would that lesson or tip be for the listeners? Yeah, I would say, I mean, we talked a bit about it, but it would be around the, being your own um, cheerleader and really showing up. So think about, we talked about LinkedIn, which may or may not be Simon's favourite platform. Yeah. It's becoming my favourite. <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. Um, but there's only the top 1% of users on LinkedIn that actually are doing anything active like posting content or, or you know, actively commenting um, and engaging. You know, so one of the quickest ways to get yourself visible in the business world, whether you're in a corporate career or an entrepreneur, is start to produce content on LinkedIn and really make sure your LinkedIn profile is up to scratch. There's some amazing new things that have been brought um, in. There's a creator mode, which I've switched on. So if you look at my LinkedIn profile, you'll see how that is different from um, the sort of standard traditional profiles but also another thing very quick take you 30 seconds to do um, on your profile you can add a profile story which is basically a 30 second video which flat um, starts to play the first three seconds when people go on your profile very eye-catching and it actually enables you to talk directly to the person that's on your profile and really add that more personal touch and add more to that sort of no like and trust yeah. so you know that would be start getting visible really and you know be your your own cheerleader okay 
Great. And that's uh, yeah, and, and a couple of really good tips there about the profile and that uh, that profile story as well. Yeah. For some of the listeners, they'll be saying, yeah, that's OK. I, I, I want to create content. And I'm saying this because I've, I've been there myself, yeah. you know, many years ago when I just look at a blank sheet of paper and I, think, I don't know where to start. Mm. Uh, and some people just don't know what to start talking about. What's the yeah. best thing? And they get paralyzed by that fear of the blank mm. sheet of paper. Yeah. What what final sort of thing would you say to help people overcome that? Yeah, I mean, I would say there's some really good um, things you can use um, in terms of seeing what's trending on. I mean, I'll, I'll focus on LinkedIn because obviously mm. this is the, the business um, platform. You can see what are the top hashtags um, used in uh, LinkedIn. I was actually doing this um, recently. Um, you know, so like leadership, you know, what's coming up, Innovation India was on there a lot, given what's yeah. been happening in the news. But, you know, have a look at what is trending and, you know, think about how you can link in your niche to that, you know, whether it's leadership, whether it's mindset, whether it's, you know, entrepreneurship. Um, yeah. And, you know, I would say start to plan out your content and really, you know, if you can focus on one, just one subject and just keep providing different content you know a video a text post a nice photo um but also weave in your personal story these are the ones that are most successful when you are talking about a challenge and a real yeah. challenge you know yeah, not yeah. one that you've made up for the purpose yeah. of writing the post but really share you know your if you're happy to you know your personal story because that's what people yeah. love so you know um if uh, you can't think of anything how about you know how you got to where you are today or why you set up your business um you know and don't go directly in with the selling you know really the selling should be the minimum people will switch off if you're really over pushing your product yeah, yeah. um but what they won't is is your story yeah and we all have you know each of us have a story that something that's happened to us today yeah you know, i've been stuck in traffic today it's the first time i've been yeah. held up in traffic you know, and you can tell the traffic levels are building back up. And certainly near where yeah. I live, you know, this particular bypass chock-a-block. And it's a long while since I've had mm. to do that on a Friday. And I forgot how bad it is on a Friday. Yeah. yeah, I could just put some content out about that. But, you know, we've all got mm. something we can share as a story. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a great tip. Appreciate that. So think about your next tea. Or, yep. you know, if it is a coffee, if you fancy a coffee, dream location share with the listeners a dream location where you would have your next tea or your next sort of drink of choice uh i think it would have to be new zealand because i am a bit biased because i have married a new zealander ah. and we we were until lockdown getting back there <laughs> regularly right. yeah. um but you know new zealand i just love new zealand there's lots of nature um, yeah. You know, whether that's beaches or, you know, amazing walks, um, bush walks and, um, you know, it, and it's, it, is a, it is a slower pace of life. And I just love that. Yeah. And, you know, people are so friendly and, you know, great weather. So it would have to be New Zealand. Um, and in if I'd pick a spot in particular, mm, please, yeah. Um, and I always pronounce this wrong. My husband's probably going to, when he listens to this, tell me <laughs> off of this. <laughs> Outside Auckland, there is an island called Waiiki, um, W-A-I-H-E-K-E, and it's basically a wine island with all the vineyards. Um, and if I could have a house there that I could nip over to from the UK much quicker than a 24-hour flight, that would definitely be the place that I'd like a second home. Fantastic. And would if you're going to be there, would it be wine that you'd be drinking then rather than tea? 
I might set aside the cup of tea. To... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they've also got a gin distillery just open. So. Oh, even better, even better. Although I'm more red wine than I am gin. So uh, yes, that's, that's something that <laughs> listeners now know about me. So thank you very much. You've given us lots of tips uh, to to take away uh you've given us some great insights of how you've launched in lockdown and i love the phrase that you had of networking without borders and i think you know we've all found that our community and our connection of networking has increased uh, whether we get benefit from it or not i think you know for some we might still have the jury out on that but certainly for you and i it's been a massive impact yeah and uh yeah i think if listeners if you only do one thing from today's podcast, go out there, put that content out there, put it out on LinkedIn and be your own cheerleader. You know, yeah. if, if you're struggling with anything, that be your own cheerleader. I think that's a great thing that you take away. Thank you very much, Liz, for giving us your time and uh, really do appreciate it. And you've been a bundle of joy and I know the listeners will love connecting with you on LinkedIn. And just remember, listeners, go to Liz-Hamlet. Brilliant. Thank you so much for having me and like giving me the chance to talk a bit more than I do when I'm hosting. Yeah. So it's yeah. <laughs> been in the hot it. Yeah. And, and listeners, as you know, this is part of my mission to enable businesses around the world to become better aware, uh, better educated, and most importantly, to do something with what you've taken away today. So make sure you do something with you know, the lessons that you've learned from this podcast, that's the way that you can reward the time that Liz and I have put into this by going out there and making a difference in your own life and also making a difference in those of lives of people around you as well. And I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. <laughs>